Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's most prominent media, we'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to the Experts Podcast. That lovely voice that you just heard then was the the well, I, I would say the sensational, the fantastic, <laughs> the very very professional Lana Hill. Hello, Lana. Oh, thank you. Very professional and healthy. Thank goodness, I'm I'm back. You're back. I tell back. you what, I, I missed you. you don't, thank you. Don't, I missed you too. Don't, don't make me do all the work. It's very very difficult. This. Yes, it is. Well, it's it's lucky I'm back. I'm here to support you, Nikos. Thank heavens and and. <laughs> Also to support the Experts Podcast, we're bringing in some media. We're I'm bringing excited. in the media because you know what? This is, the Experts Podcast is also not just about experts in their journey to becoming one. It's also to getting behind the scenes of the media and what they're looking for from experts, but also to why did they get into media? Yes. So let's have a chat to Luca Ganano from 3AW Tom Elliott's program. Welcome, Luca. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Lana. Thanks for having me. Mate, it's a very it's it's great to have you on board because uh, the drive show in uh, Melbourne and uh, and right now as we speak, it's uh, Melbourne's <laughs> really the last place you want to be in. I, I, t- I, I take it one thing that you might be discussing at the moment might have something to do with a little pandemic, a little COVID nineteen. Oh, we'll get to it some stage today. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Batted straight back. <laughs> what, 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 what's it like, Luca? It's uh, you know you're working with Tom Elliott. Probably you know if we're looking across Australia's uh, drive programs, you are the executive producer of of probably Australia's most elite drive program. How, how did oh, how, how does that all feel? How do you do you feel the sense of responsibility there? I, no, I genuinely do. I genuinely do. I think that um, yeah, we're, we're certainly in terms of pure ratings, we're, we're number one in Melbourne, which is very nice. But there's also an obligation to the audience to, to not only bring them the news of the day, bring it to them in a way that makes sense and also relates to as many people as possible. So, yeah, it's a big responsibility um, and one that we think about every day when we're putting the show together. But, it's, you know, it's an amazing place to work and um, it's a great show to be a part of. 3AW, without doubt, I'm in Melbourne's leading talk radio station and obviously Tom Elliott's and uh, the number one drive program. What's it like working with Tom? What kind of character is he behind the scenes? Uh, Yeah, it's um, it's good. (laughs) He's... uh, like everyone, he's got his idiosyncrasies. No, but he, um, I've, I've worked with Tom for a long time now, and um, so, and we work really, really well together. Um, it, it, yeah, and you know, I, I've been involved with with this program now for nearly eighteen months, and it's um, it's it's in one sense putting to go together the best show, but also putting the, together the best show for Tom, and making sure that he's you know at his optimum at all times. So um, that takes some trial and error. And as I said, I, you know, I'm lucky that I've worked with him for a long time um, over a couple of stints here at AW. So I feel like I, I know him pretty well. Um, I know him very well away from work as well. And, um, and, he, and his, his wife and his daughter. And so, yeah, it's a really clo- close relationship that, um, that has been built up over a long time. Yeah. You just mentioned there his wife, his daughter. Do you guys hang out socially? Like you, you work together. Do you, do you actually mix uh, after work? 
Yeah, not as much as we'd like to, but we, we do. Um, I, uh, I'm sure we'll get into all of this, but I, when I first started working with Tom, I was 21 or 22, um, and uh, he had just gotten together with his now wife, Elise. So, um, you know, they took great joy in you know, taking me out for dinner and trying to educate me about the world, etc. And, and you know, <laughs> meet, <laughs> and meeting various friends and partners who came along too. But so that they, you know, they've been part of my journey for a long time. Um, and then, yeah, now especially um, being his EP for his show, you know, I, I, I often head over to his house um, just for a drink to talk about how it's all going, and and certainly got a strong relationship with his wife. Um, you know, who, who is just as much a part of the show as we are who work on it every day. I mean, she, she lives with, with Tom, so, um, and, she, and, you know, he goes home and debriefs with her, so she, she's a part of it as well, for sure. I'm amazed by that, Lana. I really am amazed by that. Cause it's, it's awesome. It is awesome, isn't it? Because you, you do sense when, you know, a, a, a drive program, a breakfast program, uh, it, it's a very tight working environment and I, I didn't I always imagined it was sort of just finished the show and uh, off home but look at that yeah it's a lot of time <laughs> it's a lot of time to spend with your co-host well not co-host but it's a segue you know, into you what never I come home over to my place for a drink well Lana, you've never when... invited me Nick <laughs> well, you never it's your show you should be inviting me Luca I wanted to ask you, you and you sort of touched on it just then a lot of I think a lot of people listening to the podcast would be thinking the producer is the one that's controlling the content or, or kind of you know the main gatekeeper for content going into a show. Is that the case yeah. with yours or is is Tom driving that more so um, or maybe half-half? Uh, yeah, probably half-half is the right way to phrase it. Uh, look, he certainly has um, stories each day that, that he's particularly keen on. Um, and, and, you know, as a production team, we, um, we have the stories that we think we should be tackling as well. Um, my role is, you know, I'm listening to the station you know, um, basically from the moment I wake up. So, you know, let's just say 5.30 or 6 o'clock, you know, I'm, I'm tuned into AW um, to the moment that we had our first meeting with Tom at around midday. So um, there might be some stories that he's particularly keen on that, are, you know, that have been done to death on, on breakfast or Neil Mitchell's program um, in the mornings. So that does get shuffled around a fair bit. Um, and also uh, there are some... Um, stories or pauses or, you know, whatever they are, interviews that Tom's particularly keen on. For instance, yesterday was a good day, that a good example where um, there were a number of stories that we were really keen on and Tom was especially keen to do and that just got thrown out because um, in Victoria, obviously, all the um, stage yeah. three lockdowns for those suburbs all happened while the show was, was going on. So it, it's a matter of just talking him through um, everything that we've observed, even if he's observed it as well, just to make sure we're all on the same page. Um, and then, yeah, and also listening to, to him as to what he wants to do and why. Um, I mean, that's the beauty of Tom and, and the beauty of this station. I can't speak for other stations as I don't have experience in those stations, but I, I know here, you know, they've all, all the hosts have a very um, defined and uh, different opinion on things. So, um, I mean, that's what makes it great. The diversity of the opinions uh, makes it great. And so we've got to make sure that we nurture that, but at the same time, um, keeping presenters in line with the expectations of the audience and, and, you know, the news of the day. So that's the challenge. Um, And thankfully, so far, we haven't really butted heads 
um, while I've been in this role about what we should be doing and why. But, you know. I'm sure it'll come, there'll come a day. That, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there'll come a day. I'm sure there'll be a day over dinner that you're having there with his wife and uh, he'll have a crack at you for, for what you're doing. What, what I really got from that though, Luca, and um, it's such a good point for everyone that's listening in today is that get to know your show, get to know your presenters and also to what are their causes, what are the things that make them tick. And, and it doesn't take too long to work that out. And I, I, I dare say, Luca, can I ask this question of you? Is it, yeah. you know, if... If, if someone was particularly keen to find out what it is that makes Tom Elliott kick, what makes Neil Mitchell, what makes the Oliver Petersons of the world, the, the Gareth Parkers, the Ben Fordhams, what makes them tick? The producers, they've got, they've got a window into them. And uh, I dare say you could probably give that information away. You could sort of let, the, let people know this is, this is the kind of space that a Tom Elliott likes to work in. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I mean... Um, yeah, as you said, it, it's our—it's part of our role, but it's a big part of our role to know the host inside and out. So, you know, um, when I'm reading the paper, or I'm reading, or you know, I'm online or on Twitter, whatever it is, and I'm seeing stories, I, I'm, I'm viewing those stories with a Tom Elliott lens before anything else. I mean, you know, clearly in the industry we know what a story is, and. Um, you know, you can see a big story for what it is too, but it's also what's Tom going to think of this? What's his opinion going to be about it? Um, how are we going to tackle it? Who the right, who's the right person to speak to about this to make sure that Tom's at his best level and, and that the show's at its best level as well? So, um, you know, it, it, that's just part of the role if you if you want to do a decent job at it, I think. And so far for myself, I mean, um, it, it's been successful. Um, and, you know, and, and I think Tom appreciates that too. I mean, we're, we're not sort of presenting stories to him that, you know, so out of this world that he would never do. I mean, you also have to think about time and, um, you know, that, that, that it's a timely program. So we can't be wasting time talking about stories that first don't matter to the audience and second of all don't matter to Tom. Well, there you go. I think you, you just answered the question that I was going to answer because we're going to we're not going to focus all on Tom Elliott. We want to get on to Luca Ganano. We want to find right. out a bit more about him. But you just hit what I really wanted to ask: is does Tom Elliott can be concerned more about what he wants to talk about or what his audience wants to hear? And I think you just summed that up. Is, is that mm. is it is it all all audience for you, or is it uh, all audience for for Tom? Is that is that the number one? Um. Yes, I mean the audience is, of course, the most important thing, um, and it's also understanding the three AW audience and, and and knowing what their expectations are as well. So that, that's one thing. But also, as I touched on before, you know, I think that Tom certainly has to have a um, a strong interest um, in the more um, fringe type of stories. I mean, clearly, the pandemic and Black Lives Matter; these type of things are, of course, they're ginormous stories that we cover and we're um, expected to cover and of course we do that but it's more stuff that isn't perhaps as mainstream or isn't um, you know taking up the front page of, of the Herald Sun here in Melbourne um, it, it's those other stories that uh, you know if Tom's got a particular interest in them um, he's fantastic at taking the, the, the audience along for the journey uh, in why they're an interesting story or why they're important so um, it, it's, it's understanding what makes him tick and, and probably preempting how he's going to tackle the story before we even, uh, you know, we, before we even pitch it to him. 
It's, I love hearing about the process, Nick. Luca, I want to ask you a bit of a, a bit of a left turn kind of question now. Yeah. I was doing some research on you earlier uh, this week, and I found out you used to work for McDonald's. Did you know that? In case? <laughs> I, d- I did not. Would you like fries with that? Well, I would this morning. Um, <laughs> but Luca, I love that you have that on your LinkedIn profile. I used to work with McDonald's in my corporate life. I don't yeah. know if you know this, Nick. Yeah. And I actually love. Um, I, I used to manage their account in my um, old career, and I love that you had that in your LinkedIn profile, Luca. Yeah. So, well, can- I mean, yeah, I, I that was the best time of my, <laughs> my life. I loved it so much. I loved it. I still, I still sort of pine over those days. How simple things seem to be. So, yeah, no, I loved it. And what did you love about it? I just, um, I don't know. It, it, it just, it just clicked for me. I, I just loved being a part of it, and I. I I think I was involved with some, some good teams and some good stores and I had um, some really good managers. And I just, um, I uh, when I finished school, I, I went straight to uni and I um, I think that was always the expectation that I, that I would do that. Um, but I also, I worked at McDonald's um, pretty much full time for the last two years of my uni um, uni studies. Certainly in the last year, I was, I was full-time at Macca's and full-time at uni. So, but I did that more because I, I wanted to. And in a, in, a, in a way, I felt more comfortable working and working as hard as we did at, at McDonald's and, and probably living that uni lifestyle, for whatever that means. Um, and I just, yeah, I, I, I was rewarded, um, you know, with, with promotions, um, you know, from... Uh, you know, crew trainer to <laughs> assistant manager, all these type of things. Yeah, the peak um, of your career. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like you, you got to work with a whole bunch of different people, which I, I, I think a lot of people probably um, uh, not forget about. But they, 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 people don't look at that as closely as I do uh, I, I, when I've spoken to others. I mean, there were there were people from all walks of life and different experiences and ages and whatever working at all the stores that I worked at. So I reckon that helped me in the career I'm, at, I'm in now because I, I feel like one of my great strengths is I can speak to to anybody and, and um, you know, get a connection and, and build a relationship. So that was all forged at McDonald's. There's no doubt about that. So oh, it's when speaking to... Sorry. I, I love that. I love that as a story because Maccas, people tend to put that very, if, even if they don't put it on their uh, their resume, it, it, the amount of people that I've ran into that have built their career yeah. paths yep. and the foundation has been McDonald's, the structure, mm. the processes Absolutely. are all there and you love a process. I know you do love Lana, <laughs> but also too, I think, you know, if you can achieve, if you can actually go up the ladder there or, yeah. you know, push yourself it's it's amazing how that just you know transfers over to any other career path that you take. Luca, I I did something similar. I, instead of joining McDonald's, I joined the army. And um, <laughs> while they didn't give me a deep fryer, they gave me uh, an F eighty eight Oz Star and uh, and a pack. But you know what? <laughs> exactly the same. But no, no, but no, not not too different. I know this is going to sound weird. The disciplines that were involved, yes. the structure yeah. that's there really does build on that. So uh, all kudos to you. And I think more people out there that have worked at McDonald's should put it on their LinkedIn profile and should put it on their resume. Yes. So we can then stalk you. <laughs> <laughs> now, Luca, I do a little bit of homework as well. And 
you're you're in the news and the talkback sort of space uh, mm. these days, but sports was also a big part of what you liked to do. And uh, I'm sort of, you know, are you sort of a little bit concerned that you've taken the news and the talkback role as opposed to maybe potentially working in the sports department? <laughs> um, no, I, I think this is absolutely the right fit for me at the moment. Um, yeah, so I, I when I when I started at 3AW, I was still at uni, and um, yeah, I did my first shift here when I was 19. So I, I just assumed, having done journalism, um, that I would you know work on a current affairs program or in a newsroom potentially. And then it just it just so happened that I was um, I was working on Neil Mitchell's program um, in my first year here, and um, Throughout the football for the first time um, wasn't number one. It wasn't even number two. It was down to number three in the ratings in Melbourne, which was a massive deal. And um, they they turned it on its head. And um, there was an opportunity for for um, two producing roles. And they gave the the senior role to somebody who was um, uh, who I got to know pretty well that first year, who was um, who was only twenty four or twenty five at the time. And and I was. 20 or 21, and I and I was um, working as that sort of assistant producer role, and that was that was halfway through 2007, and um, so I was just all of a sudden I was just thrust into into footy, which was amazing, 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 and then um, it just developed from there that I focused more and more on footy, and eventually stepped into that senior role uh, at 3W Footy, and then um, yeah, and after a, a, I think it was five seasons doing that, it started 2011. Um, a role came up at the Carlton Football Club and um, it was probably time for me to explore something different and, and was lucky enough to get the role there. So that was the next you know, seven and a bit years of my life at, at Carlton um, before I, I headed back to AW um, in May 2018. So, yeah, footy was a massive part of my life for, for you know well over a decade there. Um, but I think at the moment I'm really enjoying working in news and current affairs and just challenging myself that, you know, it was really daunting stepping into this role with, with Tom um, in April last year because I didn't have the um, political contacts. Uh, yes, I sort of knew what made Tom tick, but also uh, I was just sort of thrown into the deep end of sort to make the, the audience tick with drive and, um, and which stories resonate, which don't. So that's been a really nice challenge. And, and you know, there's been some really good results in the last 18 or so months. Um, which is, you know, of course, it's stressful when you first start, when it, that trepidation when you head into a new role, especially in news and current affairs, in a senior role, considering I hadn't done that at 3AW. But, yeah, I, I think it's the best move for me at the, at the time, for sure. Luke, I <clears> – <throat> excuse me. We can't cut that out later in any case. I should have prepared my voice earlier. Luca, I want to ask you, sure. Melbourne Radio, um, I'm I'm half Victorian and yep. um, I've spent a lot of time in Melbourne and I've got to say one of my favourite things about being in Melbourne is listening to the radio and it's just yeah. such a big part of Melbourne culture and particularly sport but in general that uh, talkback radio culture. What is it that you love about radio? Because I think there's a lot of experts that listen to this podcast that might underestimate the power of radio. Now, Nikesa and I are obviously not included in that, but what, what is it that you love about it? What what makes it so powerful? I think, you know, it, 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 I'm not on my own here. It's the immediacy of it and then just how 
you know, yesterday is the perfect example. I mean, Tuesday in Melbourne is the best example where the Premier speaks at, you know, 20 past three or whatever it was, quarter past three, and, you know, plunges 36 um, suburbs into, into stage three lockdown. I mean, and that happens during the show, and you, the whole show went out the window yesterday. You know, we had three hours planned and, and um, six or seven interviews locked in, and that all went out the window. And I just think that, um, I just, I love that adrenaline rush. Um, <laughs> and, I, I, it's it's um it's difficult to explain to people when, um, you know, especially in other fields of the media where it, it, it doesn't happen as often as it does in radio, um, and it, or it can just take one caller to call and say this has happened, and then again everything goes out the window and you're focused on that. So, um, I've, um, I've been part of some broadcasts, um, at Three AW, you know, obviously all tragic. In awful circumstances, but you know, Black Saturday, mm. um, we were on air. Uh, that Tom was actually uh, this was for the weekend show that he used to host um, uh, back in the day, and we were on air um, around the area. He was doing a, a an outdoor. Uh, he was on OB from um, from a, a new supermarket opening, and you know, we knew the day was going to be bad weather wise. But then, you know, Tom's broadcasting and embers are hitting his booth. So, you know, so he's got to get out of there and I'm back in the studio and that day, I I remember I did 15 and a half hours on the phone that day because it's life and death type of stuff and people are tuning into us as they do with the ABC to to find out what's going on and, you know, as as, as awful as that is, you know, you do feel that obligation that once something happens, people are switching over to the radio and that's, um, you know, that's why I think it'll always be with us, and that's why it's so important still. Luke, here, I, I, you, you talk about the immediacy of it, and I, I, I could not agree with you more. It is, and you'll hear this often from me, I, I talk about talk radio as like the barometer of public opinion, and, and literally, mm. and it's not my words, that was it, that was the words of uh, Peter Ma, who used to uh, own Rehame. Yes. And, uh, and was yes. the great man. The great man himself. <laughs> he was uh, a, a once host there on 3AW as well, but one of the one of the things that I always love about talk radio, and I'd love to get your views on this, is because for a lot of us that are walking in or we might be driving into work right now and we sort of know how our day is going to play out, you don't quite know that, do you? Because every day is no. a new day. Every every day is fresh. There is nothing that is locked away other than maybe a few regular segments that you might have, but you don't know really what the news of the day is going to look like. And and the reason I'm no. going to ask you this and, and, and setting you up like this is that you might have had a bad day yesterday, but it's very good. Mm. It's a fresh day every day for you, isn't it? Well, that, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And there, there, of course, there are frustrations when you know you look you lock something in yourself, and then for whatever reason, another show pinches that interview, or it's more relevant earlier in the day than it is from three o'clock. So, um, yeah, I mean, we have a regular segment every day other than Thursday. So, you know, that's the continuity. They're all sponsored, so we, we look to hit those um, on those days. But certainly, things can change from when Tom comes in at midday to, to him, you know, switching his microphone on at five past three. I mean, I can't tell you how many rundowns just get thrown out the window because something's happened or um, a better story's come up. So, it, look, you know, we um, we certainly work social media pretty hard in those hours um, because uh, thankfully, you know, the challenge most of the time is not actually 
locking in um, interviews, although that does present its own challenges at different times. But if you once once we plan the show and then we realise what Tom wants to talk about and what's important, um, it's just making sure that we don't miss anything between locking the show in at whatever time that is and getting to air at three. Because you know, if we start the show off with something that's hours old or not relevant or it's not going to get the right reaction, I mean, that, that would be a major failure in my part. So it's just making sure that when we get to three o'clock, if people are tuning in because they want to know what the most relevant news or story of the day is, that we've got that at three o'clock. So, and it's also making sure Tom sticks to that too. And just, um, you know, he has editorials at the start of this program just to make sure that they're in an order where, um, because people, people judge the importance of stories on the order of his editorials. So mm. just making sure the first thing he comes out with is the thing that is driving Melbourne today. And the things that the things that we think people are talking about in Melbourne today. So, yeah, there's there's a there's a there's a fair bit of work that goes in between twelve and three. Yeah. Now, fascinating. You uh, you're you're now a, well. You've done one digital meet the media with Media Stable, and uh, and it was very well received, Luca. In fact, <laughs> oh, it was good fun. It was very good fun, Nick. Yeah, well, all words, you know, I, I can probably honestly say you were best on ground. Um, <laughs> and I, I obviously do say that to every other media that I speak to, <laughs> that they were best on ground as well. Um, tell us a little bit, Luca, what do you look for in a story? Because be there will be people here listening and, and drive. I think you've given us a great insight now to the way that a, a drive program comes together, um, the, 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 the pressures that are on it to come up with the stories, etc. But what do you look for in a story? I like stories that are going to affect a large group of people or, you know, it doesn't have to be all of Melbourne or Victoria, but it's going to affect a large group of people that we perhaps haven't put too much thought into. And and what I mean by that is um, the best example I can, I can offer you that happened recently was um, an article appeared on the, on the Weekly Times website. And um, so I subscribed to the Weekly Times because for these very reasons, I mean, there are things happen, happening in regional Victoria that are relevant to people in Melbourne. So, I mean, you're just going to take the blinkers off and realise it's not just all about Melbourne because mm. things are happening outside of Melbourne that affect people in Melbourne, right? So um, there was a call to um, bump up the price of milk to, to help um, our dairy farmers. And, and the call was made by, um, I think it was the, the former chairman of the Woolworths Group, who, you know, obviously amazing experience and an amazing voice for him to be saying this. Um, and I tell you, we... Nobody else had picked up that story other than the Weekly Times. We got him on, and he was brilliant and really strong. And it just lit up the not only the boards because it's not necessarily just about how many calls we get, but it's the digital reaction as well. Yes. Um. And and it matters to everybody. I mean, most people do continue to drink milk, and so you know, even if it's ten cents, twenty cents, whatever it is, it impacts you every time you go to the supermarket. So a story like that that isn't necessarily well known or it didn't have a particularly um, – it, it was somebody's opinion, yes. But those type of stories, um, you know, they elicit a reaction out of people. So that was a great example. Look, other ones are um, people's opinions, um, and especially with, with um, topical issues. I mean, again, to go back to the AFL, but obviously stadiums continue to be empty in Melbourne, um, and the discussion as to whether the AFL Grand Final should be played 
interstate. Oh, it's got to be How played in Perth. Perth. <laughs> it's got to be played in Perth, Luca. <laughs> hey. Geelong, well, I mean, Geelong Carlton Grand Final in Perth. Well, well, Luca, how do you feel yeah, about that? Carlton's in it, I'm okay. I'm okay with it. Oh, as long as Geelong's um, there. <laughs> if, hey, Luca, if you, if you want to get to Perth, though, to watch it, you're going to have to do 14 days quarantine. Just, just letting you know. Heads up. It's a up. good place. <laughs> oh, it's a beautiful. It is a beautiful place. I'll, I'll do fourteen days quarantine to come to the grand final. But, um, so, so um, that story obviously, you know, is really emotional for people. And you know, so getting somebody's opinion, um, it was actually part of uh, one of the newsletters that you guys sent out, uh, Nick, about um, young Jackie Scammell. Yes. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. The, the branding around. Um, and the legacy around not playing the AFL Grand Final at the MCG when the MCG is available. I mean, what does that mean in terms of for, what does it mean to the league? What does it mean reputationally for the league? And Correct. how ordinary people who follow AFL, how do they feel about HQ making that decision if it's not played there? So that's a really interesting point of discussion where, okay, forget the commercial, you know, don't worry about the commercial thing because that's, that's been spoken about and forget the, um, the optics around it. What does it actually mean? Um, for the ordinary Joe citizen who follows footy, might never have gone to a grand final before, and all of a sudden tunes in on that last Saturday, October, November, whenever it's going to be played, <laughs> and sees and sees the cray pot or whatever the stadium is in Perth or Adelaide Oval. <laughs> you know, what are they going to think? And that was a really, really interesting discussion. So. Um, you know, I hope, I hope I've sort of... No, that is beautiful. Clear, that is, yeah. Luca, that is beautiful because I think everyone needs to look at it from different angles, bring a different opinion to it, but also to find those topics that get the heart pumping, yes. get the adrenaline mm. pumping and get people mm. wanting to pick up the phones. And I love what you had to say too, Luca, about the fact that it, it's not just all about talkback, it's also too in the digital space, which is really important today because it's funny, Jackie Scammell, that, that interview that you're talking about there, I didn't get mm. a chance to listen listen to it live on 3AW, I went had to go and, and listen to it on the website. And, yeah. and I dare say it would have got a lot of click-throughs. And it's also something there that the media can demonstrate to advertisers that it's a very powerful uh, medium, but also two uh, very powerful topics to talk about. Certainly hey, Luke, and it also, it also tells us It also tells us who's actually clicking through. Like we're able correct. to say, okay, this hit this demographic. So commercially, sure, if we want to, if we want to, sell the show, we can quite clearly show them who's listening. Whereas, you know, the old rating system, you know, it's, it's, it serves its purpose for sure, but that can be a little bit inconsistent at times. Luca Ganano from 3AW, we're running completely and utterly out of time. We've got to go to news, <laughs> but we want, a bit, we want a bit of advice from you, sir. Uh, what's the best advice you can give to our experts here today? What would you, what would you be telling them? Uh, well, be persistent. If you, if, if you feel like you've got a good story that's um, deserves airtime. Be persistent when reaching out to certainly to producers. Um, also, understand the timeline of a producer. It's probably not best to call it five minutes to three for me <laughs> and pitch a story. But just just keep going. And but also when you're pitching it, have in mind how you think it'll work on the show. I mean that makes our life really easy. If they if somebody can call me or let me know and say, hey, look, I've got this story. This is why it might work. Let me know. That makes life a million times easier than if I just get a blasted press release with all this information that I don't know how to decipher what it's about. 
just be really, really specific and precise about why you think it's going to work on the show. Love well, it. Love it. Yeah, that's, just, that's just content gold there. <laughs> it is. Take, right heed. Yeah. Oh, take heed. Take heed. Take yes. heed, everyone. Take heed. <laughs> now, I'm going to close off, Lana. Thank you very much. Thank you, Nick As Hayes. Ever, thank you, Luca. Your questions. Thank you, all, Lana. Thank you. Yeah, no. <laughs> Lana nails the, the really hard questions. But I want to leave you with this, Luca. I want to leave you with this. Yeah. You you said that you, uh, you did some work with Neil Mitchell. You started off doing a bit of production producing for him. There was also a fella here at uh, Media Stable. He's our director <laughs> of media engagement, John Solvander, did exactly the same thing. Can you believe it? That's wow. how long it's been going. So, Luca, wow. when when you finished up with Tom Elliott, uh, tap on the door of Media Stable. Yes. You, you might be our new director of media engagement. <laughs> the, the world is wow. your oyster. <laughs> well, on his salary, that would be a dream. <laughs> Luca, thanks for joining the Experts Podcast. Uh, it's 3AW Tom Elliott's program. And uh, look, some really good insights there. Uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks so much, guys. I loved it. And you'll be catching us next time with another expert or another media person, Lana. Are you, you looking forward to that? I can't wait. Can't Tune really, in. You're not going to be able to beat Luca, though, would you? No. No, well, no one, no we'll, one possibly We'll find can. out next time. Until next time. <laughs> Have a great week, everyone. We'll catch you next Tuesday. You have been listening to the Experts Podcast powered by Media Stable. To get in touch with the team, head to the Media Stable website, mediastable.com.au.